Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome into SEC Football and Beyond. I'm Neil McCready. Chris Landry here with me today as well. It is Friday, February the 12th. It's, uh, Chris, I'll tell you about my morning. Got up, got up early. I'm I'm in a rush right now. Still got my jacket on, everything. I'm going to be taking this off in a minute. I got up this morning. um, We're having our cup of coffee, sitting there in the living room. Rizzo the dog laying next to my feet. I pull up the Weather Channel app. And I look at it, and I'm like, wait a minute. Am I looking at Oxford, Mississippi? (laughs) And uh, (laughs) Because, I, you know, I've got Fayetteville, Arkansas on my phone, too, because my daughter Campbell's there. And so sometimes I'll look to see, you know, what's the weather for her today and stuff. Yeah. You know, just being a dad. And um, I pull it up (laughs) to Oxford, Mississippi, and start looking down the – I'll I'll read it to you. I start looking down the, the list on oxford for the for the next few days it's 28 here right now in case you're wondering and uh which is i like cold weather and i noticed on sunday they started to change the uh the weather forecast on sunday the high here is 26 light freezing rain early will transition to wintry mix in the afternoon i said oh that's that's interesting then on monday i looked it up and earlier in the week the forecast had been, you know, one to three inches of snow possible, like 30% chance. But today, they've changed it. So we're watching a potential winter storm, a mix of wintry precipitation in the morning, then periods of snow expected in the afternoon, high near 20, winds north at 10 to 15 miles per hour, chance of precipitation 80%, five to eight inches of snow and ice expected. Ooh. And I said, all right, so I know what this means means the grocery store starting this afternoon is going Oh to, lord. <laughs> it means the grocery store starting this afternoon is going to be a circle. Yes. So I said I said this is like 6:30 and I said all right so here's the deal. I've got a podcast at 9. I've got a meeting at 10:30. I've got some stuff to do today. If you want me to go to the grocery store and I know you do. <laughs> let's knock this out now. We best do it now. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, I I, she, I I got dressed real quick. She threw a list together. Uh, I ran to Kroger. I, I'm looking at I'm looking at Kroger. I'm about halfway through my list. It's eight twenty, and I'm like, Chris is not going to be happy with me, but I'm going to get this done. And anyway, I got everything. No, the, uh, the cold stuff is put up. I'm, I'm generally done. I'll tell you that the, the checkout lady at, at Kroger said. <laughs> You think they would have looked at the weather forecast because they were frantically trying to stock this morning and they were understaffed and 
but I got it done. And I'm just going to tell you the Kroger in Oxford, Mississippi at about four o'clock today for the rest of the day and all day tomorrow is going to be Barnum and Bailey, buddy. I, it, it's going to be wild. It's going to be wild a lot of places because it, it's getting really cold and a lot of it. I mean, in our, in South Louisiana, where I think Monday night, Tuesday mornings scheduled to be the coldest, but you know, not like, you know, what you're expecting, but not like others they're expecting. You know, we've got some FCS football that is starting, well, next week, but this week there's a game, McNeese State in Tarlington in Texas. And this may be the coldest college football game of the year. I mean, you know, when you take this past year, it hadn't, hadn't been that cold. And I don't know what it's going to be like when that storm is coming through, but this could look like this could look like Buffalo or Cleveland in December type weather, or at least the ice part of it, cold part of it. So the kids from Lake Charles <laughs> are going over there, and it is going to be, you know, they 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 get the cold stuff. They got they got a little Nike deal there, but I think they're digging deep into their cold stuff. You think? <laughs> to, to try to figure out, well, we don't normally need this in the fall because that's the one thing about when people talk spring ball. Well, that early part of the spring, you know, our weather is one thing has changed over the years. I noticed this is it, it it's like it's hotter in September. Yeah. It's than I remember as a kid and, and it's like September is like the second hottest month in Louisiana now. And, and, and with, with August always. With, with, so now it's like, okay, it's really bad. And it's, not as hot in June as it used to be, relatively speaking. Yep. So it's which means that oh yeah, you get your buffaloes in Cleveland. I live in Cleveland, so I mean, there's there's they're always down for snow there. But you know it it's a hell of a lot colder when we're talking January. In March is like colder now than it it used to be. A little signs of spring, and I'm not where I'm at, but it's like that's cold, cold, and April's cold. It's like. I don't know that spring ball works for most people if they're talking about the cold weather. <laughs> well, you know, Chris, if you remember when when we were doing this and there was all the talk about whether the Big Ten was going to play in the fall, then the Big Ten was like, nope, we're going to play in the spring, which mm. you and I both were like, come on, you're not going to. Listen, to, oh, I'm going I'm to do this just real quick. I, we won't spend oh, So weather forecast, yeah, like Iowa, yeah. Ann Arbor, Columbus. Oh, I'd love, I'd love to hear that this weekend. Anyway. Oh, here's here's your Lord. Here's Chicago this weekend, okay? Oh, God bless them. The high of 17 today, a low of 8, 31% chance of snow. Tomorrow, which would be game day if you were getting started playing, you know, spring football, if you will. Yeah. Uh, high of 15, low of minus 1, 48% chance of snow. You mentioned Buffalo. I'll bring up Buffalo for, for kicks and giggles. Buffalo uh, today. It's 21, low of 11. Tomorrow, high of 20, low of 14, 49% chance of snow. When people talked about Big Ten football in the spring, I was always like, well, if you're going to do it, you got to do late spring, which means that really jeopardizes the next season. Because I'm with you. I've had this theory for a while since we're talking weather. I think the weather calendar, and I don't know whether this is global warming or just the planets or whatever. Who knows? I'm not getting into all that. But I think the weather pattern has changed has backed up a month to, to, oh, yes. to what you're saying yes. if you may used to be hot and now may's pretty comfortable may's kind of spring mm-hmm. june used to be like you said i mean i grew up in louisiana too june was an inferno 
And it'll start getting really hot at the end of June. But part of June, like I would get up and run in June. And if I got up and ran at 7 in the morning, it wasn't so bad. In fact, there was almost sometimes a little nip in the air. And then July got hot. August was a freaking sauna. And like you said, September's hot. October's still hot. November used to start getting cold. It doesn't really get cold in November. We don't get the beginning of cold till December. And it's funny, January passes and people still go, well, that wasn't that bad of a winter. And I'm like, yeah, but what used to be January is now February. The bad weather comes in February mm-hmm. and March is still cold. Like yeah, I'm- no, I used to, I used to go to going up, going to LSU games as a kid. Now, you know, it's, it was different. We didn't have all the TV that we have now. And we started, so like if LSU started, let's say their first game was on the road and their second game was September 15th, just the middle of the month. And it was always at night because you didn't have the movement. You were you were always had a windbreaker type situation at night in September. Now, now I, again, we're starting it early, and a lot of games are during the day. I get that, but you you put it at night in September. You're not you're thinking a lot of things. They're bringing a lot of things to to Tiger Stadium. Windbreaker ain't one of them. You know, no. they got they got nothing. I mean, they got no place to hide hide flasks or anything. They may. I mean, it's just so it is. You're right. It's September is warmer than June now, and that's 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 the opposite of the way it used to be when I was growing up as a kid. Um, it's just it's just a little bit different now. So yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's interesting. And well, look, I I know we got a lot of listeners from all around the country. Be safe out there, and um, you know, be nice if you go out to your local grocer and not take all the bread and milk listen it's not gonna be there forever leave some bread and milk for somebody else or you know <laughs> buy some for a neighbor that can't get out for goodness sake but no it's um it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting and i i i think they're you know got some friends and you know in philly and you know just to place you know coaching people and then it, it, they they're like, I like you read some of those weathers. I, I think it's getting worse by like Sunday or Monday. Those temperatures are going to be warm compared to what it is. So good luck out there for all of you there. I think Jake's dad is, is he's, uh, I believe he's in St. Louis now, but he's a Syracuse guy. And uh, oh, trust me, I've been a few times there in Syracuse yeah. uh, when, when you know, working out. Working out guys and used to always have the pro day. Used to always work with whether it's Coach Mac or Paul. And of course they do stuff indoors. You know, we could do the indoor for we used to work them out at Manly Fieldhouse where they used to play before the carrier dome. Used basketball. And, and they used to set their pro day and we used to say, Coach, can we move that back a little bit? You know, <laughs> well, we got into I know, Coach, but, you know, we still got to get there. And, you know, well, we got to live in Syracuse all year round. I know, but I don't. I do not do stuff. We used to tease them going going uh, around. But anyway. I'll throw a uh, free little promo out to my buddies. This uh, <clears throat> this is one of these heated jackets, these trap-tone <laughs> heated jackets or vests. Go to uh, muddywateroutdoors.com, muddywateroutdoors.com. You don't have to enter a promo code or anything. Um if you order one of these, you get one for free. If you order a vest, get one for free. You can get camo. You can get black like I've got. Man, I'm going to tell you what. When it's really cold. Give me give, give that again. MuddyWaterOutdoors.com. Um, 
You get buy one, get one free. You can get camo. You can get black. They, they come with this uh, portable battery charger. Also, you can charge. You can, oh, really? So you say it's heated. It is like yeah, it's, it's got heat stuff in it. It's like battery operated socks, but for a jacket. Yep. It's got uh, three temperature settings, obviously low, medium, high. It's got two elements in the chest. One large back element keeps you nice and toasty. Uh, and you can charge your cell phone while you're at it, too. It's got a little pocket to charge your cell phone in it uh, off the battery. So buy one, get one free. You buy one for yourself, get one as a gift, save it for Christmas time. Oh, get, yeah, man. Anyway, yeah. They're not an advertiser on this show, but they're an advertiser on a couple of my MPW Digital Network of uh, shows. Awesome. And their products are absolutely fantastic. It's for a lot of hunters and stuff. I don't hunt, but I'll tell you what, that jacket's come in handy multiple times out walking the dogs and it's gonna, I, it's gonna be a chilly weekend. Yeah, it is. I've given more jackets away because you know, living in Cleveland, you get stuff and you get the gear, and I I, I put that stuff and it stayed so long. I mean, almost dry right because in Louisiana, you you just you know you you're good with just a you know couple of little things. You don't need a whole lot, you know. And you got you know up north, you got to have one for every day because you have a really bad day and it's wet. And you let it dry and you bring the other one different color whatever so anyway all right uh we'll get into some stuff uh we'll start with this one jeffrey parrott says neil big win against missouri i think he's referring to ole miss basketball um it, it absolutely was a, a huge win for ole miss kind of puts them back in the on the outskirts of the ncaa tournament conversation but where you can you can get from the outskirts into the city a lot faster than you can when you're not even in the outskirts yet so it was a big win for ole miss they've got a big game uh saturday at south carolina as well Here's the question he's got, Chris. He says, can you compare Andrew Luck versus Trevor Lawrence, please? You know, Trevor is more athletic than Andrew. Uh, Andrew was um, super smart. Steve Young smart. You know, could go through law school in record time. You could put the game plan on the board on Tuesday or Wednesday. And Steve could not only tell you the play, but he could tell you on what spot on the board it was. He had a photographic memory. That was Andrew Luck. Is Andrew Luck. Trevor is bright, uh, a leader, as was Luck. I think the difference is, you know, a little bit unfair to Andrew Luck. He was beaten up. But Andrew is very smart. He is someone that's a, how would I put this, just an eclectic thinker. So when he made all that money, he got beaten up. He just said, you know, I've invested my money. I'm going to go visit, you know, places that you hear people read about, like, I'm going to climb the Matterhorn. Or, and I'm like, well, say what? You're going to do what? You know, um, that sort of thing. He's, uh, I don't know. It's maybe a little bit unfair because I think Andrew Luck was a big time competitor, but Andrew Luck can live without football. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I know it's, it's it, everybody can live at, at some point, everybody has to live without football, but Andrew Luck, I don't think is miserable. I don't, I don't know. I haven't really heard that he's interested in coming back or considering it. Maybe he is. Trevor Lawrence is an alpha dog leader, loves football. And, and I think in some ways, maybe a little bit better in that regard. Um, that's my comparison to me, compare and contrast. Uh, I thought Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck got a, I got a, gave him a phenomenal grade and he had everything you look for. Um, 
probably would still be playing if he'd not been all that you know, injured and all. But, you know, look, and he comes from, you know, his dad has been successful. His dad was a Rhodes Scholar. So, you know, a lot of them, you know, you could see them thinking about, you know, do you really, you know, you want to have a good mind and you want to be, you know, all the things you want to do in your, you know, 50s, 60s and all the, you know, the the, the mental things you want to do, whereas guys are in a lot of football. It's not like they, they throw their body to the wind, but football is so important. They do it again even, uh, and I, I just think that's the difference maybe between the two. Yeah, I've talked to some people who know Luck pretty well. And they just said he, like you said, there's more to his life than football. He loved it. And I think he would absolutely still be playing today if he hadn't had the injuries. He, he be, He's one of those guys, and you nailed it. He's so smart. He's got so many different interests in life. And uh, I think spending all day, every day, day after day in the rehab room, which is a lonely place, you know, you're not out there with your teammates. You're not. You're not in film. You're not. You're just trying to get well, and you're doing rehab and you're doing all that stuff day after day. I think he got depressed. I think it bored him, and I think it made him start thinking, "Is this worth it?" And then when the injuries kind of kept piling up, he just said, "There's more to life." And he had his money, and he's not one of those guys that's going to live extravagantly his whole life. So he said, "You know, you get." To the best of our knowledge, you get one trip on this big rock. I'm gonna make the, I'm gonna make the most of it. So I, I think that's what happened with him. I, you know, and and you're right. It's funny because and I'm, I've always wanted to ask you this when with NFL guys, because you want a smart quarterback, you you want a guy in that room that has a lot going on between the ears. You, you he's got to be able to read defenses. He's got to be able to lead. He's got to have charisma. He has to have. Um, it has to have. It has to be a quick thinker. He's got to be able to make decisions. He's got to be able to make good decisions. He's he's got to be able to deal with adversity. All of those things. So you need a smart guy. But when you bring some of those really smart guys into a room, this was a knock on Justin Herbert, if I remember correct, coming out of Oregon. You bring him into the room, and you're like, okay, well, I know football matters to you, and you love it, and all of those things. But you love a lot of other stuff too. Does that kind of scare you as a as a football guy? A, a little bit, like. I was just thinking, as you were saying, I, I think maybe the best way to describe Andrew Luck is, I don't know that football was enough of a challenge for him. I think he's so smart that there's there's other things that, as much as you can make money, he's 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 probably can contribute a lot more to society, um, you know, on on whatever you know. And I, I think that to whip to your point is. You can be smart, and I always say the capacity to learn and willingness to learn. And some guys are, first of all, this is rare to have this because most of the time it's, okay, guys can learn, but, you know, they don't work that hard. You know, there's this thought that everybody works as hard as the next guy. No, that's not true. Um, And so they like the trappings that the success of football gives you, but they don't really, it's not like they wake up just loving football. And that's, look, it's okay as a person. It doesn't make them a bad person. But as a as a scout, as a coach, you want a guy that loves it. Because I don't care what it is you do. This is a philosophical 
observation and my point, my my uh, my my feelings are. If you don't love what you do, there's going to be a real limit to how well you can be good at it. Because in order to be good at it, it takes repetitions. And if you don't jump out of bed loving what you're doing, you're going to do whatever it is you need to do to create a living. And then you're going to go and do stuff that you enjoy doing. I'm fortunate in that this is what I love to do. And I have, I've, I, this is embarrassing to say. I've never been on a vacation in my life. <laughs> Are you never. serious? Never. The, the only time I ever left the facility for a few days is to come back home to see my parents when they're alive. Never, never, I've never taken a vacation. And it's not like, well, I blah, blah, blah. It's nothing I really want to do. I do like to, at times, play a little golf. Uh, I, I mean, I played it all my life, um, but, but I don't play it very often. And I find my, it's the one thing that I can kind of get away with it for a few holes. And then eventually I start thinking about bunch passes or something. And then, and I, and I, you know, but I am not, the, oh, go to the beach for the weekend. I think I would rather have somebody just, I, I just, I don't, that I just, I, I, that would drive me nuts. I, I, and, I, and I would be working the whole time anyway. So, I enjoy that. Now I will maybe watch a catch a basketball game or baseball game. It even that I find myself drifting into work. So uh, m- maybe you don't need to be that neurotic, but I hope you're not. Um, but that's that's what I am. But but as a we don't want players that have to be that. That's unrealistic. I mean, it, you're not going to. But somebody that loves it. I mean, why is Tom Brady and Peyton Manning? Tom Brady's the why is Tom Brady great? Well, that's the in the nutshell of the answer. Because everything is about how can I get better? I mean, what can I do to get another year out of football? What does he need to do to prove? And how much money does he need? He's obviously not doing it for the money. I think they tell me Giselle has made far more money than he'll ever make. I guess supermodels make a ton of money. Because yeah. they build two houses two mansions he built one and Giselle built the other one I think the one out in Carmel or wherever in California where from I think she built it honey I'll build this mansion you know it's like 30,000 square whatever so I mean it, it name me a professional football player in the modern era whose wife makes more money than he does I don't think that happens very often you know it's just the point is, is what motivates them. It's just the love for the game, the love to compete, the love to camaraderie. Those things you look for. And if you got that, you got a chance to develop if you got the physical skills to do it. If you don't have that, you're going to be limited. But I think Justin Herbert has proven people not everybody's going to. Justin Herbert's a little bit like Eli. It, 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 you know, Eli's not going to come into the room and just like, you know, be bubbly, jumping, and just, hey, you know, hey. He's just kind of quiet, but he's got inside, he's got killer stuff. So it takes a little while to get to know him more than than other folks. Other folks jump out at you. Ryan Leaf knew he had a problem. One of the things I used to ask guys, I don't ask them anymore because they were trained, but before they were trained, I'd ask, we'd ask them, okay, here's a million dollars. What are you doing with it? Ryan Leaf said, he had no hesitation said, man, I'm taking my bros and we're going to Jamaica this week. <laughs> That's the first thing he said. <laughs> and nothing wrong with that. It's comical. It's fun and what have you. Peyton, 
you know what Peyton, he, every person he went, he wanted to know. And he told, asked Bill Polin and Jim Moore this. Back then, we got di different ways to look at video. Back then, it was beta cam, which was a very expensive, not the old beta, but beta cam, which would be like the equipment was originally like 200 grand a piece. And you just expensive stuff. Now it's digital stuff. All Peyton wanted to know was how could he get one of those? And he wanted his his agent to kind of how can he get one of those that, that he could have at his house? This is before he was making money, so he can prepare before the draft. I mean, it's things like that that are indicators of how much somebody really likes the game. And you know that that that's what you want. That that's what I would do with my money. But that's what I wanted. Of course, he was smart enough to say, "I don't want to use my money to do that. How can I get that as part of my deal?" <laughs> you know? By the way, you mentioned uh, Giselle Bunchen. She uh, has a net worth of five hundred and twenty-one million dollars. That's in, more than Tom. That's more than Tom's made. In twenty sixteen, uh, Forbes magazine named her the world's highest paid model. She placed fifth on that same list in uh, twenty eighteen. Tom Brady, his net worth uh, as of five days ago, is a little more than $200 million. That's a pretty good deal. You got it all. And, and, that, and that's why people hate Tom Brady so much. They just, oh, can he have anything? But he had, did you see, he had some, uh, looked like he had some, uh, 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 some, some avocado tequila. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know about avocado tequila. No, I don't know. I, I'm sure it had to be healthy. You know, uh, his, his daughter was out there saying, "What the?" His little daughter, six-year-old daughter, said, "The bleep's going on with that? I don't see this too often." Uh, uh, one, more, uh, one more quick uh, Andrew Luck question for you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead. Yes. You never know where we're going on these shows. Like yes. this is, sometimes this is fun. The ones that are completely unplanned. Um, he says, hey, Chris, uh, do you think Ryan Grigson is mostly to blame for Andrew Luck's issues? Yes, I do. I mean, they didn't they didn't draft well around him. Perfect example of in, in Brady's great. Brady deserves all that. But I say it again. If he was – and I don't mean to pick. I mean, because I root for the teams that haven't won in a long time. I just can't wait for the day. I know you don't, your best friend, but the, the Detroit Lions to do something for those poor suffering fans. Sure. But, you know, Tom Brady is with the Detroit Lions those years. We don't know Tom Brady the way we know him. Just don't. He might, might, he might not know Giselle the way he knows her. He may not. He may not know. Man, that's right. You know, and uh, maybe he's a – my point is it's just it's not the same. Now, would he have elevated the Lions enough to where – yeah, but would he have done more than, say, Matthew Stafford? Maybe a little bit. He, he didn't have a Super Bowl ring. And the same, you know, you can say the same about Belichick. I mean, it's just there's there's so much of that. But, yes, um, that was a big part of it. And I do think, to the, back to the original point with Andrew Luck, I do think that that got him off the, you know what, there's other things in life. I think, I think Andrew might have been a guy that would have retired at, 35 anyway if he'd have been completely healthy just because he's got something else he wants to do because you're going to take a certain amount of hits anyway but he was physically beat up and I do think there was some level of you know I don't I'm not clinically but depression or whatever to, to constantly be in rehab I, I I think that really that really just hastened that retirement 
All right, we'll use this question as a reason to kind of transition to the uh, the college game a little bit because I know there's some things you want to bring up. Uh, Oski Waski, I'm not. I'm, if I mispronounced that, sir, I apologize. He says, "How, how early uh, do the new defensive backs contribute for Ole Miss next year? How much better will the defense be with Otis Reese getting to play the whole season? You probably know more about those guys than I do." Yeah. Um... I mean, it's hard for me to put the level of playing time. I think that's a question after spring. I mean, after spring and maybe kind of midway through summer practice. Here's what I would say is I think they're going to play a lot. I think they're going to need to. So the issue is I, I always read between the lines. How much will they earn, like really be like jumping off the page at you, jumping off the film at you? I don't know how effective they'll be. I think they're going to have to play soon. Let's just hope that they play for their sake and only they play very well early. But I think I think a lot. I think the I think the guys that are coming in are going to have early impacts. That's why they're bringing them in. Right, exactly. Uh, going to have that type of impact. I mean, if you don't have that early type of impact, then you know you're really not going to get better early. But I, they're going to have to earn it. I mean, you know, like anybody else, you're going to have to earn it. Can't mistake your. You can't if you can't trust them out there to do what you ask them to do. Then then they're going to have to work through that. Well, I'll, I'll say this: when you ever you see any program, Ole Miss included, go six, seven, eight defensive backs in a class, uh, that tells you that hey, we don't like what we have. We're bringing in enough guys that are all six or seven going to hit. No, of course not. Are, and they, look how much nickel they play, and dime that they play, yeah. and how much they have to play with their offense. You got to have way more defensive backs than you used to twenty years ago, at any level. What I was going to say is, are they all going to be impact right no. away? Of course not. But is there a chance that one or two of them are? Of course. And so you increase your numbers, and and they're bringing those guys in to play. In the same competition way, helps too. They're bringing in uh, Jamon Gordon and Isaiah Iton at, at at defensive tackle to play because they they were just they were bad there. They're bringing in Taiwan Malone, hoping he can play right away because they were bad there. I think they want to find an edge guy in the transfer portal. Why? Because they didn't have one last season. So th- those are the guys they're looking for. They brought in Chance Campbell, and people do this debate about is he going to play or not. I'm like, are you out of your mind? Did you watch their linebackers? Of course he's going to play. They're bringing him into play. They're bringing him into play a big role. Now, like you said, does that mean that he's going to be an all-SEC linebacker? Of course not. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But they're bringing him in specifically into that program to play and to play now. That's why That's why they're using a, a scholarship on him. Um, all right, we're going we're gonna to transfer Chris. Trans, transition, not transfer. I was speaking of transfers. We're going to transition to uh, some coaching stuff in a second. First, I want to tell you that we're brought to you by Blue Sky. Blue Sky believes in being fast, fresh, and friendly uh, throughout the thoughtful uh, layout and cleanliness of their. Uh, I'm sorry, of their stores. Blue Sky hopes to provide customers with a fast and easy buying experience, from services to products. Blue Sky plans to keep things fresh. They always provide the freshest flavors. Of their brand name products, the best services available. They even bring in some of the newest products on the market to their stores to provide an even better customer experience. They want to show their customers they care about them and their shopping experience. They'll always strive to improve their efforts to accomplish exactly that. So check out Blue Sky today at any one of their 48 locations across the Southeast. Uh, hey, hey, as we do this, let me tell you this. I was talking to Nick Rolovich a couple of days ago out of Washington State. Do you know? He hired and and gave a title. <laughs> the title is director 
of transfer recruiting. Oh, I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> no, no, no. But no, what I it, it, it's kind of ballsy. Yeah. To to give that name, every they let people understand. Everybody has people on their staff that focus on evaluating college players for transfers. Kind of boss. I was saying, you did what? So I know uh, John Amuro, who's the director of recruiting for him at Hawaii, is coming over. But to give them the title of director of transfer recruiting, you can't. You're not supposed to legally recruit transfers. You know you do, but it's kind of like saying, whoa. I mean, it's kind of like saying, you know, driving in front of the police station and saying, I'm drinking. Got a, I got a doctor, and I got a. <laughs> I just thought it was comical. You, know, you said transfer. I just, I just said I, I was just. I thought it was funny personally. It is, it is hilarious. It, but I'm not surprised. And at some point, people are going to go, "Hey, look, this is the director of our transfer program, and and we, the moment a kid hits the transfer portal, we're going to start looking into him." And you know this. Oh. Give him a different name, though. That sent up a red flag. Give it a different title. I, I just thought it was the, it just really. Look, I mean, Alabama's got six people that do that, but they don't know how I'm adding the name. I'll tell you this: I've <laughs> a couple of different group of five coaches that I know, and they both said the same thing. That oh yeah, they're starting to have conversations about maybe cutting their high school recruiting in almost in half, and and. Doing the transfer market, 10, 12 guys a year. Well, think about it. It's it's a little it's the opposite of NFL free agency because NFL free agency is bad value. Because you're going after somebody that another team doesn't want, really can't afford. If there's a real priority there, they're going to sign them and figure it out. If not, Maybe they're really loaded. You can get, but the best value in free agency is a bargain. In college, you're not paying these guys. I, I, I quit with all the jokes and all the bags. I'm, you know, I'm talking about it. You don't have contract or what have you. So, in a lot of senses, in a lot of sense, when you're group of five, you're going at a lot of these two stars, three stars, and you think, boy, I, why not let them go and develop, see how it works out in college, yep. get them over to your place. You know what you're getting a little bit more. To what I said before, the unintended consequences. I don't know that this is good for college football personally, but that's just to the rules, my friend. And this is the rules. This is where, it, you know, this is this is what's going to happen. When you allow transfers, I, I fundamentally understand and agree with it. But if you don't have any guardrails, then this is what you got. You're not going to know who's going to be with your team. And forget about recruiting rankings because, I mean, yeah, the top teams are always going to get the high rankings. But the point is, is when you're looking at who has good classes, well, what difference? I mean, half this class may be somewhere else. So it may be a really good class. But under, you know, under the name of West Virginia, now it's – you know, Oklahoma State or vice versa, because those players are going to be at different spots than they are now, more likely than normal than they, they normally are. Uh, what do you hear about Central Florida? We'll start there and then we'll start shifting around. I know Rodney Garner got hired at Tennessee. People there were excited. There's a lot of stuff kind of starting to happen with, with coaching. Uh, I keep hearing UCF could pop as early as today. Do you hear anything at all? Yeah, you know, I still hear Jeff a lot. I mean, I still – Jeff Levy a lot. We'll see if that's where they end up going or not. Nothing definite, but I hear him a lot. 
Um, for people who don't know, I know most of our FCC fans are, you got to be familiar with Rodney Garner, Leeds, Alabama native, a cousin of Charles Barkley. He is coached, gosh, everywhere. Georgia, Auburn, a couple of stints. Tennessee is the second stint. Uh, where is he not coached in the SEC? He's just been around a lot. Very noted recruiter. Uh, ironically, when I interviewed for the Cleveland Browns job, when I, when I, when I interviewed with Belichick, the other guy that they interviewed was one Rodney Garner. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, Rodney is a really good recruiter, not coordinator type, not a great X's and O guy. He got hired away from Auburn to Tennessee, as Neil said, really good get for them. He had a lot to do with a lot of the recruiting success in his first time around. The issue now is where are they going with the defensive coordinator? It's just, it hasn't gone very smooth. looks like they're turning their attention to Casey Rogers. Um, who's is the Bucks defensive line coach. He hadn't coached him. He's a Tennessee grad. He hadn't coached in college since 2002. I believe it was Arkansas at the time. I just don't know. He's been in the NFL for a while, but maybe that's where they're headed. I don't think Al Washington's going to work out from um, Ohio State. Um, you know, I know David Reeves is a guy that they've looked at, the, the UAB defensive coordinator. Um, uh, Joe Gillespie over at Tulsa, I think, did a good job, particularly against Jace Heupel's offenses. T-Rob, uh, Tavares Robinson over at Miami, and been a coordinator in the league. Uh, Jerry Montgomery over with the Packers has worked with 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 uh, they worked together. He and Josh at, at Oklahoma. So I, I, you know, they're uh, I'm, I'm I could sense the anxiety every t- in the voice or in the the um, the emails from everybody that says Tennessee defense quarter. What's going? It's getting a little bit of that panic, kind of the way the LSU folks were at me, like, oh my god, what are we going to do? Then does anybody want the job type situation? I think this it has to be a really good fit. That's why I recommended Matt House. I thought he would be a really good fit. It has to be a guy that meshes with the offense that they're going to run. You know, and I know it'll take a while to get the personnel in play, but if you're going to be up-tempo and run, you're going to have to have a, de- a, a defensive coordinator that knows how to run um, really good sub-packages, you know, and know how to get off the field on third down in the red zone and not not necessarily your typical guy. People will say, well, you go and get this great defensive coordinator. That th- those guys are going to be miserable and would never fit because – that defensive coordinator is not going to like what the offense is doing because it's putting his defense on the field too much. So he's got to find that type of guy that is comfortable with, you're going to get the dagger, right? I mean, you're going to get the dagger because the defense will never be the star on that type of a program. It's just going to be you give up. It's like being a defensive coordinator in the Big 12. No, they're not going to get any real positive pop because it's all about the offenses. And that's what you're dealing with, and that's that's a tougher sell on top of the other issues that they're dealing with at Tennessee. That's the reason why it's taken so long to get the guy on the defensive side in Tennessee. Uh, someone in the thread is saying that uh, J- Jeffrey Parrott saying J.J. Watt asked for and got his release today. Is that right? Yes, he is. Um, boy, that, that is – we got the soap opera at Tennessee – 
the soap opera in the NFL this offseason has been the Texans. It's just been from front office. Last week, we know about Deshaun Watson's miserable and wanted this and that. They fired the equipment staff, the head guy and the assistant guy late last week, middle last week, early this. I can't remember. I've lost track. Very close to Deshaun Watson. Well, the right-hand man of the owner, both Bob's right-hand man and now his son, Cal, who owns it. Uh, Bob McNair, of course, passed away. What the the right-hand man of the of the owner resigned this week. It's just it's it's a complete Jack Easterby is the guy that came over from New England. That is kind of the key guy in the organization, pulling all the strings. Nick, in, he brought his Nick friend Nick Cesario from New England with him, and all of a sudden there's like there's like really clean. So everything that would. <laughs> You don't try to placate players, Neil, but everything they could do to piss off Deshaun Watson pretty much done this offseason. And then JJ Watson, I, you know, so they're looking to this is this is looking like the storyline of the offseason. All right. So a couple of questions on the Texans real quick. We'll get back to some other things too, but I'm curious here. A couple of things. Where does JJ Watt end up naturally? Where, where would he make sense? How much does he have left in the tank? And then what do you see happening with Deshaun Watson? Because the Texans appear to be at least considering yep. digging in against John yep. Watson. And, and frankly, that rarely works, Chris. No, it doesn't. But, you know, you want to make sure that you set the table that, you know, you're running it. And, um, look, I mean, they're not going to give him away. And so the whole we're not trading him is they could do that. And his options are to set out and get fined. And I don't know what, how well he's done with his money thus far. He's made a lot, but there's a lot more on the table for him. Eventually, this is going to come to a head. I don't know where there's a lot of talk. He has said he'd like to go to New York with the Jets. Um, I, I, I don't I don't know what's going to happen there because I don't know. It's going to have to be a deal that satisfies the Texans and probably is going to include a quarterback. I do think that um, the Jets would make some sense if the Texans are going to move them because I think Sam Donald would be a part of the deal. And I know Nick Cesario, I know Nick very well, really liked Sam Donald, as did I coming out of USC. So they were going to make a deal that would make some sense there. But if you're the Jets, do you? how do you feel? How does uh, Robert Sala and that staff feel like – what do they feel about Sam Donald? I mean, do you want to do you want to give up a whole bunch of picks that you need to build a team around a quarterback just to bring in Deshaun Watson? And then Deshaun Watson's in the same situation he is now with not a good team around him. I mean – those are all complicated issues, so we have to monitor that. J.K. Watt, I think, will go on an incentive-laden deal. I think he's got some football left in him, not a lot, but situationally can st- be still very effective. Going to want to go with a contender. Going to want to go somewhere where um, he can have a chance to compete for a title, obviously make some money, even if it's incentive-based, short I'm not quite sure yet who yet who are going to be the players going to be working on that obviously, but I have thought a little bit about it. Just look at the contenders out there. Who would need a fit? Who would have the cap room? Who'd be willing to do it? Uh, where he could have an impact? But that's that's kind of where I see him. Uh, I got a question here about uh, the possibility of Jeff Levy to UCF. You could help me out here, Chris, because if this if this happens, and I'm hearing from multiple people. In, down in Central Florida, even that this could happen as they're saying it could happen as early as today. 
talked to someone connected at UCF who said that's what they're hearing as well. The AD and president will have a finalist late tonight at UCF, and they're hearing a lot of Jeff Lebby. If it is Jeff Lebby, a couple of things. Does does he take Randy Clements, the offensive line coach, with him? Does he take Kevin Smith, the running backs coach, with him? They would have to, he'd have to give them promotions. He'd have to make Clements an offensive coordinator. He'd have to make Smith a assistant head coach, something like that. And then the second part of the question is, if he leaves, where does Lane Kiffin turn on middle of February for an offensive coordinator and maybe even an offensive staff? I think here is where it gets complex with the timing. So if you're Jeff in, in Lane, the, the answer to that is you really got, in my opinion, to get Lane's blessing on what do you think about Randy? What do you, you know, this meaning, look, it's kind of late. Normally, you normally tell the guy, look, don't, don't touch the staff. Okay. You, you, you know, at this late and all that, it's, it's, Lane is a little bit more laid back and he might be willing to do it. Now, again, it depends upon that. Look, look, obviously, if, if Lane wasn't happy with guys on his staff, he could have likely replaced them. But there's some guys that he, he's going to be more attached to and doesn't want to lose more than others. Okay. Some guys are tougher for him to replace than others. Sure. You don't, you don't want to take, not, not that this is the issue, but you don't want to take. You don't want DJ Dirk in the lever to key defense. I mean, you you offensively, I think Lane feels a little bit more comfortable about who to promote, who to bring in. So I think whatever, if Jeff gets this job, I think, I would think that anybody he would take with him from the Ole Miss staff is it would be with Lane's blessing. Not not maybe not excited about it, but okay. I get no, you know, I've been there, but I don't think he'd take anybody that that he that uh, that that would that would hurt Ole Miss because I don't think he wants to burn a bridge. We've talked about it. He might be the guy that might be come back to Ole Miss. I, he's not going to do anything to put the screws to him. Hell, I mean, you know, you just don't you just don't do that. Hell, Aaron Meyer didn't do that with Ohio State staff and strength coach. We're going to talk about his strength coach hire in, in a little bit, but you know, and, and he doesn't have any, you know, you know what I mean? It's, I, I, that's how that will work. I, so I can't answer who it would be, and I don't know for certain. Lane's going to bring people that he's with that's going to run the offense that's just going to handle things in the meeting. It's his offense. So somebody that he doesn't have to, like, completely teach or, hey, we're not going to reinvent the wheel. Hey, come in and bring your offense here. No, it's about somebody that can run that and run the meetings while Lane has to do head coach things, but Lane's going to be obviously very, very involved in everything from meetings to practice, you know, scripting to obviously play call. And it, so it's more of the offense, less worrisome than the defense, but it's always a worry when you lose guys this late. Any names come to mind as to who would be an offensive coordinator candidate? Not off the top of my head. Okay. I'd have to think about who's available that, or who could he get that has been been on? Think think this out there, guys that he has been with, he's got a close relationship with, that would be in a position to leave this late, or maybe people that's on the staff that he has a lot of confidence in that he could promote um, with maybe Lane at least for one year anyway, taking more of the offensive coordinator role himself without the title. If that makes any sense. 
little uh, breaking news from Bruce Feldman uh, of The Athletic. He says uh, Marshall is expected to hire Mississippi State's director of recruiting, Mike Villagrana, a former West Virginia player. Uh, okay, yeah. As the Herd's general manager, also Marshall is hiring Kami Cole Nations and Luke Hacker as assistant DFOs. So uh, a lot of a lot of movement that, that's kind of going around. Well, Charles has a background with Mike, so yeah, it makes some sense. Absolutely, it's how that stuff works. Yeah, there's a lot of a uh, lot of gnashing of teeth yesterday in in uh, blue check Twitter world about uh, Urban Meyer's strength and conditioning director of of, of performance. Uh, there with the Jaguars, he hired the guy, from, former guy from Iowa, who got let go this summer over some mm-hmm. your remarks. What, what can you, uh, what can you tell me about what happened there? Well, I've known Chris Doyle for years. Um, look, folks, I, I can't tell you what what did or didn't happen. I mean, there's a player that 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 said he made racial slurs to him. I, that would surprise me, but. I, I can't say it didn't happen. Obviously, here's what we know. Iowa did an investigation and let him go. Did they let him go because there was enough there or was the distraction so much that they wanted to get rid of the PR nightmare? Because, you know, you've got a what I think is an iconic coach in Kurt Ferentz who, you know, replaced Hayden. Um, and they're the Pittsburgh Steelers in in their uniform style and the fact that they hire coaches and that lasts for decades. Um, I, I don't know what happened. He's out in terms of a strength coach. He's one of the absolute best. I can completely understand Urban wanting to bring him in. What I'm not sure that I get, and I'm just going to say that maybe Urban's a little tone deaf is – you know, and here's the unfair part of it, Neil. Um, it, and you've always said perception is reality, and, yeah. and we we can play on words. It's it's not, but it is. I know what you right. mean. Yeah, right. So, I mean, the perception is Chris is a bad guy, which I don't believe, but he could have certainly done. He did something that wasn't considered. Now you're going to sell that in the NFL locker room. In this day and age, with eighty-five percent of your players being African American, uh, you're, you're here's the point: you're going to have to answer that question. You're going to have to deal with it. Forget about answering it to the media; they'll move on to something else anyway. It's but you're going to have to you're going to have to answer that and say, "Look, I know the guy; it didn't happen." And for all I know, this is a disgruntled player or two that shouldn't be trusted. But but I don't know that. And anybody says, well, I know I heard. Just please save it because nobody knows other than the people that were there. I like Chris. I've known Chris. But it doesn't mean that people that I like could not have done been uh, been involved in racial. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't mean. And if he was, you know, I think it's going to what it's going to do. My thought was urban. Chris is really good, but is it going to be worth the headache? I think to this point, it may get so bad in this time from news cycle that I'm not so sure that this hire is going to stick. I'm not so sure that this might not be one of those things that just, look, we're just going to have to move on. It's just the negative, I think the negative, and it probably, Neil, aren't you right? It's the, it's the news cycle that drives it. I mean, if, if, 
if something else happens, then they may forget. But this, I think, is going to come up behind the scenes to where you're going to have to – you don't want to be backtracking initially in trying to yeah. convince guys in free agency, convince guys, hey, look, I know you – because it's going to be in their mind. Hey, what about this guy? Yeah, I, I just don't know. Well, so here's here's how this works. I don't know Chris Boyle. I, I, I don't know anything about what he did or did not do at in, at Iowa. I don't I, I don't know anything about it. I can't begin to make a judgment on Chris Doyle's character one way or the other. But what's happening in in blue check Twitter world, which is <coughs> me, media and that kind of thing, is it's a mob mentality. You, oh yeah. You've got guys writing about Chris Doyle today who wouldn't know Chris Doyle if he walked into their living room. And it's a uh, it's a mob mentality. It is it is designed to cancel him. Now, does he deserve to be canceled? That's for somebody. I don't again, I don't know. I don't know anything about him. So I can't make that assessment. That's why I would never write about Chris Doyle. I, I don't know. Yeah, good for you because so, a lot of people don't have that integrity. No, and so a lot of people are doing it, and and you, but you're exactly right. What you do wonder is, does there come a point where Urban Meyer and the people in Jacksonville say, "Look, I get it, Urban. I know this is your guy, but we got to get past this. We've got to put this away." And what goes unsaid, Chris, is we have to satisfy blue check Twitter. We have to let them have their blood so that they'll move on. Yeah, and the only thing I, and again. First of all, let me tell you what I do know with 100% certainty because I know this. One of the best. Now, you talk about Iowa developmental program largely due to Chris Dahl. It is, and he was the first, he was the first, well, no, excuse me, he wasn't the first. He was a million-dollar strength coach. One of the, I mean, Iowa. I mean, you know, now um, uh, Nick, Nick did it too with Cochran, but I, I can't even remember who was first. It was that close. This guy's really, really good. So I'd understand why you'd want him. This this is really good. Now, I don't know what happened, but the, the one thing is Iowa kicked him to the curb, and there's a reason for it. It was they knew something that was unsavory, that was deserving of him getting fired, or they kind of buckled to the PR pressure of that it's one of the two and remember and, and, remember when it happened chris it, yes that, i did yes i did I mean, right it, in the middle of all this yes you, you know we, we opened the show talking about weather yes well the, the temperatures in around the country in the summer and i mean this figuratively were super hot oh no doubt no doubt about it and and that's where i think it you know might have because why don't you back up the guy if the guy didn't do it, if you don't believe it and your investigation says, no, none of this is true, but, you know, did they just do it and say, look, we're, we're going to let people know that, look, we needed to do this for PR reasons, just as you said, to satisfy blue check Twitter uh, and, and maybe what. And, and so it's really unfair to Chris if that's the reason why they did it for purely PR but then you wonder for Urban, do you uh, – that's Urban's, I think, arrogance in that he's that good, I'm going to hire him, in, and I'm going to deal with a negative PR because I can deal with it. But he's going to have to deal with it. In this day and age where that is all the NFL's talking about is social justice, and, and rightly so, 
you're dealing with NFLPA. You're de- I mean, the you can control the PR in in Iowa City a hell of a lot more than you can control it in yeah. NFL City. So I'm wondering if Urban's arrogance and maybe he realizes that and, you know you make a decision in the NFL, you're going to be under a bigger spotlight because you're going to have cover in Columbus, Ohio. You know, you may not the national media may come after you, you know, and Zach Smith, but the local media is going to have your back. You're not going to have that. And they're going to be saying that in Jacksonville as much as anybody. What are you doing? And I'm, I'm just curious to see how this this plays out. Uh, I want to tell you before we uh, start wrapping up that we've been brought to you also by Alpha Specialties located at 1670 Highway 80 in Pearl, Mississippi. It's your trailer-specific professional. If you want to haul it, they can call it. Alpha is the premium trailer dealership in Mississippi. They've got load trails, the premium brand trailer, the highest quality utility equipment dump and gooseneck trailers being built today. Fully primed and powder-coated load trail trailers come with an industry-leading three-year warranty and two years of roadside assistance. Alpha Specialties also has Hallmark Cargo Trailers, one of the most quality cargo trailers on the market today. Perfect for hauling goods to markets and shows, ATVs to deer camps, hauling race cars and more. It can even work with third parties to have game day trailers and concession trailers built just for you. For uh, podcast listeners, Alpha has spare tires and wheels starting at just $100. Full selection of trailer parts and accessories, hitches, winches, straps, and more. They do all types of truck accessories. Uh, listeners can also get 10% off a yearly trailer service and inspection at Alpha's full service shop. They repair all types of trailers, concession, horse, utility, enclosed, gooseneck, RV, and more. So give them a call at 601-932-9798 or check them out at alphaofms.com. Uh, real quick, Chris, I'll do our one minute that we spend on uh, on basketball a couple times a show. The uh, schedule in the SEC, there's already been one postponement because of COVID stuff. Texas A&M and Florida scheduled to play tomorrow. They don't. Everything else as of this moment appears to be on. Vanderbilt is at Mississippi State. Mississippi State coming off of a drubbing at the hands of LSU. Absolutely must beat Vanderbilt or, or they can start kissing their NCAA tournament. Hopes goodbye. Auburn is at Kentucky. That's also a, a noon central one Eastern game. Kentucky trying to avoid a third straight home loss. Uh, Tennessee is at LSU. Big game. Uh, has some NCAA tournament seeding uh, ramifications on it. Tennessee coming uh, off of a couple of good performances since losing to uh, to Ole Miss. LSU, like I said, uh, just drubbed Mississippi State earlier in the week. Tigers look good. This game's in Baton Rouge, 1 o'clock Central tomorrow. Georgia is at Alabama, the uh, Crimson Tide. Uh Back on the winning streak now. They beat South Carolina on Tuesday. They'll look to go two in a row against Georgia. That game's at 2.30. Uh, Arkansas is at Missouri. Big game for both teams. Arkansas uh, coming off the big win at Rupp Arena in Lexington. Missouri coming off of a 21-point loss at Ole Miss. Missouri looking to get back uh, on the winning track. That game's a uh, four-eastern, three-central game. And then uh, Ole Miss, winners of three in a row, maybe the hottest team in the SEC. Uh, coming off of that 21-point win over Missouri, they go to South Carolina. The Gamecocks uh, lost by three earlier in the week to Alabama. That game is at 6 Eastern there in Columbia, 5 Central on the SEC Network. If you're curious about SEC standings right now, Alabama still uh, way ahead. They're going to win the SEC unless they just fall apart. The Tide is 11-1 and one in the league. Tennessee, Arkansas, and LSU all seven and four. All three of those teams appear headed for the NCAA tournament. 
Missouri and Florida, both six and four. They're both headed to the SEC tournament as well. And here's where it gets interesting. Ole Miss now 11 and eight, six and six in the league. The Rebels have a shot to play their way into the NCAA tournament. Don't have much margin for error. They got need, need to win games, need, have a big one at South Carolina. Georgia beginning crazy, beginning to make some noise. 12 and seven, five and seven in the league have been really hot the last couple of weeks. They've got a chance to make a big statement Saturday at Alabama. Uh, a win there, and they start getting interesting. Mississippi State's five and seven, 11 and 10. They're sort of petering out a little. They they can't lose Saturday. They got to start getting hot. Uh, Auburn's not eligible for the postseason, 11 and 10, five and seven in the league. Kentucky, five and 13 overall, four and seven in the league. South Carolina has been ravaged by COVID. So has Texas A&M. And then Vanderbilt wraps up, uh, that brings up the uh, the rear, if you will, five and ten overall, one and eight in the SEC going into Saturday's game at Mississippi State. A couple of quick notes on the way out the door: Alabama, as we speak, getting a commitment from one of the best tight ends in the class of 2022, Elijah Brown, Dayton, Ohio, big time kid, six five, two thirty, a lot of growth room. Uh, really good-looking player. Bill O'Brien's making a real positive impact early on in recruiting. Yeah. I know he's trying to flip uh, Ty Simpson, the great dual-threat quarterback uh, out of uh, uh, East Tennessee, uh, 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 UT Martin, West Tennessee, rather, uh, although it looks like Clemson that's still for him. Um, got that uh, LSU with a big get for the class of 2021. Yeah, a little late, Brian Thomas, big-time uh, receiver get for them. Um, and then it looks like more and more Henry Toto to from uh, Tennessee, probably going to end up in Alabama, probably going to be in April, but, uh, but probably going to end up with the tie really depends upon uh, what the NCAA rules on immediate eligibility. And, but it's looking pretty good. And of course he's a big time, big time talent. So, um, Alabama still rolling along and, um, you know, the, the rest of the league still recruiting. We'll keep you up to date on all the recruiting stuff at Landry Football. By the way, after we get done here on Twitch TV, you can stick with me. I've got a an addition to Landry, the Landry Football Podcast. We'll be wrapping up. Usually do that on Thursday. Had an emergency. So uh, those of you that are watching us there, uh, we can um, stay tuned. We'll be uh, we'll we'll uh, flip it over and talk, talk more Super Bowl, talk some NFL other stuff and you can join us in the chat room as well sounds awesome uh we'll wrap it up there enjoy everybody enjoy your weekend stay safe out there a lot of uh, a lot of winter weather uh be careful out on those roads and, and that kind of thing so we will uh see you back on tuesday morning for another edition of sec football and beyond for chris landry i'm neil mccready thanks for being with us today take care with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.